the areas of growth that I have had to very conscientiously work on is people pleasing and perfection. I am okay if there are people in my life today that do not agree or would have chosen something different for me. Assess your characteristics, assess your growth opportunities, and assess the people in your life and ask if they're serving you. I'm Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. My mission is to help you crush your self-limiting beliefs and embrace being unapologetically you. The Born Unbreakable podcast brings you inspirational stories from all over the world that will empower you to unlock your unbreakable spirit. I'd love to partner with you on your next breakthrough. Go to bornunbreakable.com to schedule a free transformational call. Action begins today. Are you looking for a one-stop shop in Las Vegas where you can comfortably stay and host an event? Athena Estate is located in Southwest Las Vegas, just 10 minutes from the Strip and offers everything you need. On over an acre of land, this indoor-outdoor venue is perfect for an intimate retreat, a small wedding, or a milestone birthday. We offer a variety of packages and services that will fit your needs and your budget. Book with us by December 26th and receive 20% off your stay or event. Visit staydorado.com, that's S-T-A-Y-D-O-R-A-D-O.com to learn more. We look forward to customizing your next experience. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast, episode 149, with your host, Coach Des, with a short but impactful episode today. I'd like to spend some time talking about letting go of past identities. But first, a real quick update. I feel like it's been a minute. The last episode we did was with Roberta Hughes, where we talked about how to manage our stress better. It is April stress management, self-awareness, stress awareness month. So I hope that you have been instituting things that is helpful to you, whether that is meditation, taking zen full moment breaks during your day, giving yourself better self-care, knowing how to take that purposeful pause, give yourself that balance of time because you have to keep yourself fueled in order to fuel other things. So I hope that's going well for you. I am excited for where I am in the process of the book. I've been sharing more about that with you as well. Uh, My manuscript is with my copywriter. So for those of you who are new to the book writing process, if you do go the route of having a publishing process or team, one of the first things that you do is you write a manuscript, which is essentially the draft of your book, You'll work with an editor, potentially, and that individual will make sure that it's well-rounded with all the pieces that reflect the message that you want to deliver to your audience. And then a copywriter will learn everything there is to learn about you and ensure that the right words, the syntax, the story, the conciseness, the effectiveness is there. 
And then we work on a publishing package. I'm doing hybrid publishing, which means that we'll be pitching the book to those publishing places that align with what I do, which is in the self-help space. So um, I'll report more when I get to that point in the process. But that's how it's coming along and it's exciting. And I, I really did want to have you be on the front end of this process, not just when the book is out, because I think it's important to share with people the reality of what it takes to do something like this. It can take years. Uh, I think if you are someone who is an, a very established author, it can be, it can be much quicker. So this being the first book, from me into the world, uh, this is my process. And my hope, as I mentioned before, if you listen to episode 147, is to have this out to you for consumption, Born Unbreakable, the book, uh, which is about how to overcome your self-limiting beliefs uh, in 2024. So with that, let's get into the topic for today, which is letting go of past identities. I was intrigued about doing this topic because I see the challenge that we have in society with progress when we feel attached to people that we once were. There is value in understanding where we came from, who we are, the kind of core values that we have, but I'm a firm believer that as we grow as human beings in this world, that we're meant to change. And in fact, it's better that we do because it's a depiction and a reflection of learning new things, expanding the perspective that we have, uh, actually growing beyond things that we thought were going to make us better people. And we, I think, tend to be well-intentioned at every stage of our life, but recognize that there are some things that we just maybe had to learn the hard way, so to speak, right? So uh, why do we hold on to past versions of ourselves? Well, I think part of it is because it's just an attachment thing. When we grow up, we are told so much about ourselves through the lens of other people. Our parents, our siblings, cousins, whoever you were in an immediate environment with on a day-to-day -day basis, certainly your friends uh, from school, if there were communities that you were a part of, uh, hobbies, clubs, committees, uh, affiliated groups, you know, I grew up in the Hawaiian community, uh, growing up dancing hula, outrigger canoe paddling. So those were extended communities that I built beyond the academic community that I had in school and my familial community of my sister, my, my family, and so forth. So through those lenses growing up, there are things that you discover about yourself. For example, if people observe you as being shy or very outgoing, if, if they observe you as being somebody who is a risk taker or somebody who makes hasty decisions or someone who is indecisive. So you are labeled quite quickly and we tend to adopt those labels because they're given to us. Uh, there's probably some truth to it because I think we show up with tendencies in the way that we um, 
behave in the world. And so that's the initial place that it comes from. And it's reinforced and validated through examples uh, in time and the choices that we make. You know, if you are uh, like I was a very outspoken, uh, outgoing person. So I loved being in different clubs when I was in high school. I was in every type of club that you could think of. I did community service. I was in the French and German club, the marketing club, student body. You know, I was in the student government every year. I played a different role. And by the time I graduated high school, I was vice president of the school. But my my personality was such that I just wanted to engage with people at my core. It has always been my core that I want to help people in this world to become better, uh, to pursue the things that they want to. If I can be some individual in their life that gets them closer to the things they want, then I want that. So I do believe that at our core, there are things about ourselves that stay consistent and true. Uh, like I am an altruistic person. Uh, I enjoy the, the idea of going to a third world country and seeing how I can offer assistance in ways that maybe they don't normally get uh, and then you know come back to to my home country and figure out what else could I could I be doing domestically so it's always been in my nature so I, I think we have those tendencies about ourselves that that are likely to stay true in our character in our essence in our being but I also believe that there are aspects of ourselves that we kind of like uh need to shed an old skin and grow into a new one because if we expect to be in different environments and grow into different positions in our lives old ways will not serve us old identities will not serve us what got you here won't get you there so i i'm very curious as you're listening to me you know talk about this what your perspective is if you feel like you have embraced change to move forward and continue to become the best version of yourself or if you feel in some ways that you've held on and is that holding you back uh from what your potential is and what you could be doing in this world that's in closer alignment to the service that is your version of service uh to yourself and and to the people that are around you whether your intention is to influence just your immediate circle your immediate family and friends uh and colleagues or if it's to it's to make a bigger impact on on a broader audience um you know i think the first step is having self-awareness of where we're at and understanding if we're happy with that. So part of it is being where your feet are, is knowing that full understanding and assessment of yourself. And so I, I often gravitate to different personality tests because it is just a good barometer. Right. I think you've heard me before talk about some of the examples of personality tests that you could do out there. There's a lot of free ones that you could pursue. Uh, 16 personalities is one that you could go and take right now for free. I'll put that in the link um, as a link in the show notes if you want to try that out. I really enjoy the Strengths Finder. Um, it's not too expensive. You do have to buy the book Now Discover Your Strengths. And so I can put the link to that as well. But so I'll give you an example of evolution. 
I took the strains finder test. Uh, I think the first time that I did it was in maybe 2010. So it was quite some time ago, 13 years ago. And at that time, there's the, the test is comprised of 37 strengths that the Gallup Institute identified amongst leaders as being the top strengths that stand out among people. A lot of research, uh, a very research-based book, so you can, you can read all about it. I won't give you the details, but nonetheless, I, I took the strengths finders test and what it does is it provides you with your top five strengths. Um, and so at that time, uh, and there's also a few different domains that those strengths fall within. So those 30, 34 strengths either fall into the domain of executing, influencing, relationship building, or strategic thinking. And there's positive in all of those things, right? It's just about understanding yourself a little bit better. So the first time that I took that test, uh, most of the strengths that came up for me fell into the relationship building arena or domain. So my strengths at that time were maximizer, developer, empathy, individualization, and positivity. And where I was in my life at the time in 2010 was being promoted to a, I believe, manager in my consulting firm. And so it was imperative for me to be a relationship builder. It was really more of the first time in my life where I was both developing teams and people, but also serving the organization in the capacity as a leader. So needed to also go in the other direction in terms of uh, goals, results, orientation, uh, achieving outcomes. And so it was that delicate balance between making sure that I was building relationships across the board with leaders, subordinates, uh, even peers. And so, so that did not surprise me in the least bit as I look at where I was at that time, you know, 13 years ago. So fast forward, I joined a mastermind. You've heard me talk about it, uh, probably quite a bit in 2020. I joined uh, my friend April Garcia's mastermind. She has a company called Pivot Me, where she does consulting, coaching. She has an amazing podcast. She's a productivity expert. And so I took the Strengths Finder test again. So we're talking about taking it a decade later, 10 years later, totally different era of my life. At that point in 2020, I was a senior director in my firm, so I had gotten promoted twice. So you go from manager to director to senior director, so two promotion cycles. Um, and, and also in terms of my personal life, um, relationship-wise, I had developed um, into getting through a second, you know, very committed relationship uh, with, with a, a partner, so that, that was a whole new relationship that I had uh, grown from. And I, in 2018, I had taken in my mom to help her from both just a, you know, a health perspective, a financial perspective. And so I was taking on different responsibilities. And I was also tapping into my entrepreneurship a lot more because, you know, when you have more responsibilities in life, 
I, w- I was more eager to, to, to create multiple streams of income and really grow in my ambition, my financial potential, my, my just mental mindset. And so in taking that strains finder again, I, my results were achiever, maximizer, input, strategic, and learner. So interestingly, I had a similarity to the first time where I, I still had maximizer, uh, in the result, but the four other ones had changed. And so I shifted in terms of my profile from being somebody who fell more in the domain of relationship building to the domain of strategic thinking. And so when I reflect on that, that growth process or that evolution for me, it made sense for what I was doing. Much more strategic in a higher, more influential position in a consulting firm, but also in life, being more strategic about finances, investments, caretaking, uh, building personal relationships, intimate relationships. And so a lot can happen in 10 years. I would probably have been disappointed if I saw that I got the same results, you know, as I did the 10 years prior. So my point in sharing that personal example with you is that you're going to evolve into that next person that you're meant to become. And there's going to be discomfort and there's going to be questions. And you're also going to notice that there should be some intentionality around the people that are around you. You're going to evolve past different groups that you might have had association with, and it's not a bad thing. It's not about leaving something behind in a sad or depressing way. It is about moving toward the best version of you, which I think that we should examine on a regular basis. So every year, you should be taking a step back, asking yourself, this is where I'm at. Is this where I want to be? And if there is any desire for you to do something different, then the question becomes, what do I need to do to get there? And that's the exciting part of this journey that we call growth is the feeling that there is some unknown. And we have to feel that confidence in stepping into our faith and not letting fear hold us back. Okay, another thing I wanna mention about self-awareness is there are things, as we say in the consulting industry, areas of opportunity that we can grow in. So I can tell you from my personal experience, the areas of growth that I have had to very conscientiously work on is people-pleasing and perfection. I have notoriously in my life been somebody who doesn't want to disappoint others. Uh, Therefore, I am always looking to what would make other people happy or I used to. This is an identity that I have chosen to shed. I am okay if there are people in my life today that do not agree or would have chosen something different for me. 
that is because I have stepped into the confidence and the character of who I am, being strong in my conviction of that, and recognizing that I will not always be everyone's cup of tea, and that is okay. Perfectionism is another thing. I have had to learn how to be okay with taking a zigzag approach to something and it not always being this perfect chronological order of events that's going to lead to this beautiful, shiny, amazing, perfect outcome. Life isn't that way. And I've had to learn that through failed relationships, you know, failed partnerships, uh, a lot of dark moments where I, I realized that I was striving so much to, to live a life that made others feel proud or honored of me. You know, like when I've been married two times, I, I have shared in different ways the details behind those decisions. But the first time, uh, you know, I was 22 years old when I got married the first time and it was 10 years later that I got married the second time. And I can tell you that what I learned again in the, in that 10 year span is so much, you know, I used to believe in, uh, fairy tales and that there are certain things in relationships that I was exempt, exempt from, uh, like, like betrayal, like, infidelity. And it's not until you experience certain things that you recognize in life that you're not a special flower, that you are subject to any of the hardships that the world has potentially out there for you to trip over. And your resiliency, your tenacity, your growth, and your grit comes from those darkest hours, those darkest hours that we experience in life. And that certainly is what happened to me. So I can tell you that when I went into a second marriage, I, I had learned that there were, there, it wasn't going to be perfect. And, and even as my second marriage shifted and transitioned into a different relationship of one of friendship, uh, the way that we handled that transition was very different than the way that I handled the transition of my first marriage, right? I was, I saw the world as black and white. So I was either angry or happy, and there was no in between, really. I learned to embrace the gray as I grew and evolved. And so I, I had so much respect and uh, so much more learning capacity uh, with my second relationship that the maturity was, was so exponential in that. You know, so where am I today on those, on those matters? Have I improved? Yes. Am I at a hundred percent of not being a people pleaser or a perfectionist? No, I don't, I don't think I'll ever be a hundred percent, you know, cured from those, from those, uh, challenges in my life. But I can tell you that I've made a substantial amount of progress. You know, I, I, I am much more comfortable with putting my beliefs out there and having just the people that make sense rally around me. And I'm okay with ha not having figured everything out and being able to take steps in forward motion, 
even if it is a little bit messy and even if it is a little bit imperfect. So my message to you today in this brief episode is to do a little bit of reflection on yourself. I'd love for you to take the time to ask yourself, where are you? With, and if a personality test helps you to, to define that, go ahead and uh, I'll, like I said, I'll shoot some examples in the show notes so you can take a look at those. Um, do that assessment and ask yourself if you feel comfortable with where you're at, what, what you wanna work on, where do you wanna be? What are those things that you're holding on to that no longer serve you? It is not helping you get to the place that you need to go. Not only would I, would I invite you to assess those traits or those characteristics that could be potentially holding you back, but I also invite you to evaluate those individuals. I'm always going to come back to the people in your life. Who are the people that you spend the most time with that influence you? And are they serving you to support you, add value to your life, lift you up? Are they working on their own self-growth? Are they having forward momentum? Are you aligned with people that help you to get to the place that you want to go? And I use the acronym SAVERS because it's a good, it's a good way to uh, have a barometer, to have a gauge. I do talk about that in my book as well. And so SAVERS stands for someone who supports you, someone who is aligned with you, someone who value adds, who elevates you and rises with you. So uh, my my former uh, business partner, Gina Marie, and I talked about that in um, our podcast that we used to have called Bliss Beyond Fear. It's something that I continue to use as an anchor when we're trying to evaluate the relationships that we have in our lives. So do do yourself that favor. Assess your characteristics, assess your growth opportunities, and assess the people in your life and ask if they're serving you. If this is a time that you need to add someone else to your board of directors, to the table of individuals that influence you, who might that be? Who is missing right now that could really help accelerate you? That could be a mentor, a coach. It may be formal or informal. There's lots of different possibilities of what that is. Is it, what category is that in? Is it in health? Is it in wealth? Is it in relationships? Think about what that need is so you can work those steps to get closer, to invite those individuals in that will help better serve you. So, let go, surrender, that might be the, the word that we think of as we're, we're letting go of those things that don't serve us. Surrender to the, to the present and embrace the fact that you are growing. Embrace the fact that you are becoming that next best version of yourself that is gonna serve you right now in 2023, but beyond as you look toward the future. And, and even next year. 
So that is my invitation to you. I am so grateful that you're here and that you continue to tune into my show. I'm going to be very excited in upcoming episodes to showcase some of the women who won the, the WO3 challenge. We just celebrated uh, the WO3 day where we recognize um, women women-owned businesses, women-led businesses, and we on March 25th partnered, promoted, and supported those women. They participated in a, a Instagram ask of following my podcast, su supporting WO3 organization, and inviting more people to join the platform. And as a result, they several women have won uh, that prize of being able to come on the show and tell their stories. So you will be seeing them soon. You'll hear those names. You'll see those beautiful faces. So stay tuned for that. I want you to know that you are your only limit. You truly are your only limit. So take action today and tune in next time because there's a lot more in store and happy spring. I hope that you're looking forward to, uh, if you're not already on spring break, some time to yourself with your family and with your loved ones. See you next time.